0: Welcome, and thanks for listening to 9 in 10 News Focus, brought to you by Lake Effect Digital. I'm Kevin Essabaggers.
1: In five, three to five years, you know, we'll be in a completely different place in terms of U.S. oil production, but that's not impacting prices today, tomorrow, or this year.
0: Unless you drive an electric car or just ride the bike, Gasoline has become a bigger part of your budget. You don't even have to drive to notice what the cost of deliveries is doing to prices across the board. And when gas prices hit record highs like they are right now, people try to place the blame on one thing or another, one political party or another. And there's a lot of opinion without much fact. Patrick DeHaan from GasBuddy is here to set the record straight. So when gas prices get this high, people obviously want answers, but unfortunately we live in an age of social media and a lot of people giving answers to why gas prices are so high right now are not at all qualified (laughs) to give us that information. Uh, Patrick, you are qualified. So we wanted to talk to you, uh, just, uh, first of all, if, if, when people just ask you the simple question, why are gas prices so high right now, which I know is not a simple answer. Uh, what is your, your in a nutshell, what do you tell
1: them? Yeah, I mean, that could be a half hour, hour conversation. Um, in a nutshell, what I tell people is there's a lot of kind of abnormalities that are feeding what we're paying at the pump, primarily COVID. Uh, that imbalance kind of segued into Russia's invasion of Ukraine, combined with economic recovery, and we have ingredients for prices to go up. Not only that, but kind of going into more nuanced detail, COVID caused the shutdown of about a million barrels a day in U.S. refining capacity. So We are dealing with diminished ability to produce as much gasoline and diesel now as a recovering economy needs. And that's really part of why the bulk of why prices have gone up are tied to those issues.
0: Right. And I've got a couple of uh, interesting takes on this uh, from social media that I would love you to debunk. Uh, One (laughs) is uh, we are absolutely headed toward $10 a gallon gas. What do you say to that?
1: You know, it probably sounds like a political talking point to make you fearful. Um, I think the economy would buckle under the weight of even gasoline. That was, you know, just half of that, a little bit more than half. I mean, we've heard JP Morgan suggest 620 a gallon could happen. But, you know, a lot of these numbers can just be picked out of the sky. Uh, it doesn't mean they're going to happen. And I think 620, it's not impossible, uh, but it's improbable, right? Uh, 620 a gallon, which is JP Morgan's prediction, that may be 100 and $10 a gallon might be the one in 10,000. Um, so it, it, is it possible, you know, remotely? Uh, but we, we, you know, a lot of the times these, these talking points are, are politically aligned to drive a purpose.
0: And that may be the case with the next one I've got for you. The reason gas prices are so high is Biden shut down the Keystone XL pipeline. There's a lot lot going on with that one.
1: I mean, there is, um, but the Keystone doesn't produce crude oil. It carries it. Oil is still getting to the market. Uh, U.S. oil production is about 1.9 million barrels higher than it was in 2020 uh, when President Trump was in the White House. The number of U.S. oil rigs uh, is up substantially from last year. The total number of rigs in the U.S. is up 243 from a year ago. President Biden hasn't stopped that um, and will continue to go up the the details where most people get it wrong is expecting that the president's policies today immediately derails you know oil from returning to the market now a lot of this again is born out of covid uh low prices that we all loved right the dollar 50s in 2020 were terrific the mp roads were terrific but they caused oil demand to plummet and that's why oil companies reduced output and led by opec keep in mind opec didn't start restoring output until July of last year so not even a year ago um, and the economy has rip-roared back. And that's the problem, is that imbalance has widened over time. Um, look at the desire for Americans to hit the road. Even with record high gas prices, uh, our data, our summer travel survey, indicates 58% of Americans are going to hit the road. That's higher than last year, amidst gas prices that in Michigan are averaging four fifty six a gallon. That's part of the problem right there, is that people are filling their tank.
0: And... One thing that uh, the government has done, and uh, people may be putting a little too much stock into, (coughs) is the strategic petroleum reserve. And now, did they also uh, say that they're going to be releasing some from the diesel reserve Mm -hmm. as well? Potentially. Uh, And and what kind of
1: impact can that
0: practically have?
1: I mean, we're talking about global significant imbalances between supply and demand. you know the, these are not going to make profound increases. The, the, the problem is that to put it in context, the SPR release is the biggest historical release ever—a million barrels for 180 days, 180 million barrels. The problem is that Russia, who the world is uh, basically rejecting their oil because of their war on Ukraine, Russia over the same time frame could produce 1.8 billion barrels—180 million versus 1.8 billion. That's a big difference. And there's no way that even if all the countries in the world released every spare drop of crude oil they have, there's no way it would come close to replacing, Saudi, uh, replacing Russia's oil production. That's the problem, is that we're never going to solve this problem until Russia comes to its senses, leaves Ukraine, potentially regime change. Western countries just basically left billions of dollars in Russia. They exited. You don't just get back into a country that, you know, has basically gone rogue. And that's the problem is that we're, you know, there is no spare Russia. Even if the president approved 10,000 permits tomorrow and built 50 keystone pipelines, guess what? That's not gonna do anything tomorrow, next week, next month, not even next year, because it takes years to build and it takes years to more importantly, bring that product to the market, right? You can drill all you want, but there's a lot more nuances behind that. Keep in mind too, there's been a shortage of everything you used to drill from, from labor, right? Everyone's dealing with labor shortages. Things like fracking sand, there's not enough sand to drill. Um, steel shortages, all of it is really impacting and hampering the ability of oil companies to increase production. Now, President, President Biden, the optics are not good. That is in five, three to five years, you know, we'll be in a completely different place in terms of US oil production, but that's not impacting prices today, tomorrow, or this year.
0: And really, is there any incentive for refining companies to, for oil companies to invest in more refining capability when you look longer term toward where energy is going overall? I mean, is there even any reason to start spending billions of dollars building refineries at this point?
1: That's exactly it. It's a poor investment. President Biden, and and part of that is politics, right? President Biden's made clear uh, that he's going to wean the nation off fossil fuels. So why sink multi-billion dollars into refineries, why go through years of permitting to get approvals, right? It's not like building a house. You don't just build a refinery in a day. These things take a long time. And by the time they're open, are we going to be even utilizing that gasoline, right? So to to, to the point, you know, there's, uh, again, there's not an overnight solution to any of these problems. And that's why it's a relatively easy prediction to say, these problems are not going to disappear. And there's no U.S. president that can do anything about it, because this is not just a U.S. issue. Uh, This is an issue being felt in every country globally. In fact, in Africa, they stop flights because they don't have enough money. People don't have enough money to pay for the high price of fuel. This is not a... The the U.S. president doesn't control the global economy. It's much broader than that. And I think it's a little naive to think that the president somehow is is a Band-Aid to to fix everything.
0: In doing a little bit of research on this, I came across a term that is... Well, it, it made me laugh, uh, chuckle a little bit. Uh, but I think uh, maybe you explaining what this is could, could help people understand. Uh, the crack spread. <laughs> okay? So yeah, we're, we're talking about the difference, right, between uh, what... Uh, we're, we're I'll, talking. I'll about let crack... you explain it. I'll let you explain <laughs> the crack spread.
1: <laughs> the, cra- the, the crack spread is a measure of how much profit refineries make. Basically, their incentive to crack oil into things like gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel, right? Because that's what they do is they distill, right? But they crack, basically you at the gist of the atom, you're cracking molecules down to produce things like gasoline, diesel, jet fuel, and all of these other hydrocarbons. And the crack spread is a measure. If you take three barrels of oil, add them up, um, I'm, I, I'm trying to think of the best way to explain this, but, but basically it's, it's it's an index for how much profit there is for a refinery to crack that oil into diesel and gasoline. Uh, The higher the crack spread, the more incentive refiners to have. And right now, the crack spread is very high. And part of the reason it's very high is because there's not enough capacity to meet demand. So let me throw this at you. In theory, you could have oil a dollar a barrel and you could have gasoline at $100 a gallon. That doesn't make sense to probably most people. But what would we be without refineries, right? That's kind of an extreme example. If you have all the oil in the world but nobody to refine it, that gasoline is going to be much more valuable than the oil. And that's the that's you know on steroids the problem we're dealing with right now is that we have all you know and, and we don't have all the oil in the world. So we're we're dealing number one with a reduced amount of oil globally to meet demand. And part of the reason is because we sanctioned Russia and many other countries have done the same. So we basically have cut off a source of oil. Um, and now the problem is the limited amount of oil we have left, while we have a limited amount of refining capacity to turn that limited amount of oil into something more valuable. So the crack spread has been very high. Um, and you've noticed the price of diesel's up. Well, because inventories of diesel are down, but because supply or, or because demand is also up. So this is a problem we'll talk about all summer. Uh, refineries, refinery issues. If there's a refinery issue, we've lost 5% of U.S. refining capacity in the last three years. If there's a hurricane that shuts down a refinery, it's going to have much more bite this year. Um, if the BP refinery in Northwest Indiana goes down like it did in 2015, for those that can remember, August 2015, prices in Michigan jumped basically 50 cents to a dollar a gallon overnight. If that happens again this year, it's not going to be 50 cents or a dollar a gallon. That might be a dollar a gallon or even more.
0: And I was going to ask you about the hurricane forecast because that plays a big part in, in gas prices. Right. People don't normally connect those things until a refinery goes down. <clears throat> but the forecast is a very active one for this hurricane season, Are yeah. refineries. I mean, do they do anything to like prepare for this, to try to prevent this? Yeah.
1: I mean, there's nothing you can do to prevent mother nature, but there's things they can do. Uh, they may shut down in an orderly function. Um, you know, they, they keep product on hand, but the risk is if you have too much product, what if mother nature destroys it? <laughs> um, so there, there are considerations there, but yeah, I mean, her uh, refineries will shut down, ahead of a major storm because that also it's kind of like an airline right you cancel flight before and you can get that airline into position that that plane into position faster after the storm has passed and so that's what refineries do is they may shut down before the storm to make sure that when the storm has passed they can get back online quicker um and that's that's really the only thing refineries can do keep in mind these refineries are outside exposed to the elements 24 7. Uh, refineries last year in the Pacific Northwest, there were you know 110 degree days in Portland when it's that hot out that slows down the ability for the refinery to refine, just like back in 2021 when it was extremely cold in Dallas, uh, and refineries shut, uh, shut down, remember natural gas, electricity prices soared because they're not set up for cold weather. So extreme weather in places where you're not, you know, there's no way to adopt, um, you have this instance and there's no way to adopt to a hurricane, right? That's why they're, that's why it's, you know, so that's the risk this summer is that if we see uh, a hurricane shut down uh, a refinery in the Gulf coast, it may not affect the great lakes so much because we have our own refineries. Um, but when there's a product in Houston, uh, for example, anywhere between the Mississippi river and Houston, that's where the the nation's refining capital is. And even if a refinery problem happens in Houston, it, it can be so significant that products like gasoline and diesel in the Great Lakes could start moving that way. So we are all very connected and what happens in the Gulf Coast can impact what happens here. And what happens here can impact prices elsewhere.
0: All right, finally, uh, I have to tell you, I thoroughly enjoy uh, following your Twitter account. Uh... <laughs> just because you are, are so quick to correct uh, some of some of the more outrageous things that people are saying about uh, gas prices uh, so I, I encourage everyone to follow you on Twitter but uh, wondering if you have a, a couple of the more uh, outrageous things that you've had to bat down on oh, social boy. media anything uh, come to mind that that really got you
1: the other one the other day that somebody said oil companies control you know prices um, you know, they, they, they may control supply, but they don't control how, how much Americans are filling up with or how often. Um, and they may not control supply directly. Right. These are a lot of different oil companies. They don't collude to say, oh, let's all cut production. Now, OPEC does that. Um, but uh, overall, there's a balance of supply and demand. And so somebody had argued that oil companies set prices and that, you know, profits should be illegal. Um, keep in mind, too, Um you know, oil is not too dissimilar to the housing market. Uh, If you've owned a house for the last two years, you know, it's skyrocketed in value, maybe 50 to 100%. You didn't do anything different. It's the market that's changed. More people are buying a house and there's less homes on the market. You bought your house still at the same value, right? Oil companies may have bought oil months ago for a lower value, but it's sold on the market and it's whatever supply and demand dictate the price. So oil companies, you know, Oil was negative $38 in 2020. It was also $20 a barrel. Oil companies don't set prices. They have to take whatever the price is that the market decides. And basically, the market decides based on how often you and I are filling our tanks.
0: All right. Well, as always, I feel like I know a little bit more about the nuances of gas prices after (laughs) talking to you, Patrick. I appreciate you uh, taking some time.
1: Of course. My pleasure, Kevin. Have a great holiday weekend. Thanks,
0: as always, for listening, and I hope you'll join me again as we take a closer look at issues in the news affecting northern Michigan. 9 and 10 News Focus is brought to you by Lake Effect Digital.